Ortiz gets into the Hall of Fame on the first ballot, but Bonds and Clemens are left off forever, and A-Rod looks like he will be too. We'll talk about all that and more coming up here on Total Bases. Alright, welcome to Total Bases here on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. I am Mark Marino here with Greg Marino and Don Pastrito, and today is Friday, February 4th. So, first, before we get into the Hall of Fame, which happened about a week or so ago, we'll just kind of update you on where MLB is with this lockout. So, it's just kind of still going, but it does seem like it could be coming to an end. Yeah, I mean, this is our first show of the year, and it's February. We haven't we haven't done this show for almost two months, and we haven't really missed anything. Nope. I mean, it's basically just been, like, a few conversations between the players and owners just yelling at each other and, like, not coming to any agreement whatsoever. They they created the lockout at the beginning of the offseason for the purpose of accelerating this process. But then, (laughs) as we saw with last, or not last year, but two years ago, they just can't seem to accelerate the process. So now here we are in February, spring spring. Spring trading would be beginning in just a week or two. Yeah, I mean, now. look, catchers and pitcher, pitchers and catchers report normally in like a week. Mm-hmm. That's obviously not going to happen. I mean, this I I I said if the lockout, I'm fine. I don't care what the lockout does as long as it doesn't affect the season yeah. or spring training at all, and it's affecting yeah. spring training. Well, to be honest, I don't really care that much if it affects spring training. Like, you know, I kind of like to watch you know, a couple of spring training games, but the thing is, like. The players are all affected equally if they miss spring training. I know that, like, we'll hear a lot of players blame, like, their bad 2022s on the lack of spring training and stuff, but ultimately that just doesn't really matter since all the players are affected equally. It doesn't really affect the game as a whole. Well, what we might see is spring training go into March or into April and have a shorter season, which I would hate. I mean, I would hate that. And also, I mean, from what Rob Manford did in 2020 to what he's doing now— I don't think there's anyone in the baseball world who does not hate Rob Manford. Yeah. I mean, and in 2020, of course, there was like the whole COVID situation. Now there, there really wouldn't be any excuse really to not have 162 games. I mean, it's pretty obvious that Rob Manford, the commissioner of baseball, and the owners are not in this for the entertainment of the fans, but for their own financial purposes. I mean, all they wanted this is more money. I mean, they were they yeah. were suggesting some ridiculous thing like 14 team playoffs. That that definitely all, could be happening. I'm, all that's gonna do is have more teams in the playoffs so more people are going to playoff games, more people are watching it on TV, more people are buying merchandise from the teams, and MLB is just getting more money. Yeah, That's all they care about is the money. Yeah. And they don't actually care about, you know, a competitive playoff or, you know, the entertainment of the yeah, fans. I feel like there's some posturing that people care about, that both sides maybe care about that, but I think that both, I think that MLB, the owners, really want expanding playoffs, and the players are going to kind of get a lot of things they like. I keep seeing things that are going to benefit the players being floated around, some of which the owners are very willing to put out there. But the other side of it is that the owners are going to get their expanded playoffs. And the players, I think, will get a share of that as well. Like they're going to yeah. get some of the proceedings. But Yeah, I mean, there's nothing really official yet. This is all just speculation. We've heard mostly what the players want is rookies and uh, arbitration and stuff. They basically want homegrown players to be paid more so that arbitration doesn't yeah. mess up players' pay, careers so much. more faster. But I yeah. think ultimately this is going to backfire on the owners if they expand the playoffs and just make the game more about money and less about the fans. But then the fans are going to be less interested. Yeah, because really, time. in the end, so, the main purpose of baseball is for entertainment purposes. Yeah. But if the owners only care about the money, then that's just going to backfire on them because of the fans... So, so I'm fine with them caring about the money, but as long as they actually do a good job of caring about the money and keep the fans interested by having, you know, playoffs with integrity rather than 
half the league in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly, I love this 10-team te- playoff format. I love the right. wild card game. Yeah. I, yeah. I think it's a great playoff system, and I don't think there's anything yeah. wrong with I that. I don't see any need to expand yeah, it. Yeah, well, some people would say it's not perfectly fair, and of course it isn't, but I don't think anything ever, anything ever will be. Of course it wasn't perfectly fair that the Dodgers had to play a one-game playoff last year, but, you know, I feel like it's that's kind of part of life. And yeah, at yeah. least it does provide an incentive to always kind of try harder. Just yeah. because you're winning 95 games that are going to make the playoffs, if you're not definitely winning your division, then you've got to keep trying. Yeah, I, it kind of gives your potential super teams motivation to keep trying to win yeah. instead of just being like, all right, we're at a certain level where the, if there is this 14 team plus, I think there's going to be more teams saying, all right, we're, we're a playoff team. We're not going to make any. Yeah, and I really better. don't like that. I think it really incentivizes good teams to be really good. I mean, yeah, there's a few things which aren't perfect, uh-huh. but you're never going to be able to create a perfect yeah. playoff system. And I think the way that they have it now, it makes it almost interesting, the fact that there is some seemingly unfairness, like the Dodgers winning 106 games last year and having to play a one-game playoff. Yeah, I mean, I think that's actually yeah, interesting. I mean, like, it makes it interesting. It makes the best teams have to get better, but also medium teams have to get good to get into the playoffs. It because, also makes the yeah. best teams like the Dodgers have to perform in big yeah. moments like wild cards. But like, it also getting into the playoffs, I think had, right now it's at a good balance where it's not easy, but like you don't need to be a huge market team to get into the playoffs. Like We see typically a couple teams that have pretty small payrolls and we're really necessarily all in on a given season making the playoffs. Yeah, like the Mariners last year, very nearly. The Nationals in 2019, they weren't expected at all. So, I mean, yeah, I really like the playoffs the way they are. And, I mean, honestly, if you think, like, a 106-win team having the wild card, I mean, yeah, that might be a little unfair, but it's way less unfair than, like, a team who was barely over 500 just just getting lucky and going on a streak and winning the World Series or something. That's ridiculously unfair. And the way it is now, too... um, there's different levels of making the playoffs where if you win the division, you're better than winning the wild card. I think that's completely essential. Whereas in 2020, when we saw eight teams from each mm-hmm. league make the playoffs, and they were all basically thrown into one big bracket. So mm-hmm. the number one seed was in the same position as the number eight seed. That's terrible. Yeah, I don't think that's what they're going to so do. So we don't know anything. Yeah. yeah, we don't know anything for sure, but expanded playoffs has been talked about a lot. I really hope they don't expand it. 12 teams. I wouldn't like as much, but I wouldn't hate it. I really hope they just keep it how it is, but I unfortunately, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, I think it's going to be 14. But, but moving on to the big topic of the day is the Hall of Fame voting. So only one player made it in. That was David Ortiz with 77% of the votes. You have to get 75% or more to make it in. And then Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens, this is their final year to be able to go in, didn't make it. So Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens will never be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, well, actually, I kind of stated that in the intro, but it's not really true since the Veterans Committee could still vote them in. And yeah. In fact, that, I think that could happen this next year. But, you know, maybe it's probably, it won't yeah, it's yeah. probably unlikely. Yeah. I really, I think this is ridiculous. I think this is outrageous. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not, not to say that I don't think Ortiz shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, I, I don't, I'm actually not sure about that. I mean, I think it's just the inconsistency of this. Yeah. So, like, we have two different players, if we're to take, like, Barry Bonds, say. Barry Bonds and David Ortiz, both of them use steroids. I mean, it's undebatable. So Everyone both, knows yeah, that. Both of them well, were very good players. So I, it's kind of a case to me, well, they were good, but they used steroids, so did they make it into the Hall of Fame? Well, Ortiz, uh, Bonds, I mean, was a whole lot better than Ortiz. So Yeah, I mean, yeah, Bonds wasn't yeah. just like, Bonds was probably one of the greatest baseball players ever. Yeah, well, With I'm, or without steroids. I mean, he was yeah. really good. Oh, I'll say this. He was a Hall of Famer with that steroids. I don't know if he would have been an all-time great. And I don't think he deserves to be compared to Babe Ruth, Ted yeah. Williams, and the other all-time great baseball players. 
I think that's the punishment for the fact they used steroids. But he was a Hall of Famer. Well, I think he was a, a big-time star from a very young age. I wouldn't be totally opposed to the Hall of Fame voters saying, you know what, if you use steroids, you can't make the Hall of Fame. I think that's reasonable. Yeah. I don't know if I'd personally do that. But the complete nonsense is for Ortiz to get into the Hall of Fame using steroids, but then Bonds not to. When Bonds was just the same as Ortiz, except so much better. So no. really, instead of it being steroids means you can't get into the Hall of Fame, or steroids means the bar is higher for getting into the Hall of Fame, what the voters have done is it just means steroids is an excuse for them to just vote however they like. Completely arbitrary. Just based on how much they kind of like the player. Since yeah. Ortiz was, you know, he was a personality of the game, yeah, a I mean, popular and if, player. He was popular. And, yeah. and if you look at what yeah. these people who vote, the Baseball Writers of America, the people who vote on the Hall of Fame, are a bunch of media. Ortiz yeah. really liked the media. The media liked him. He was popular. Yeah. So of course they're going to vote him into the Hall of yeah, Fame. Yeah, Bonds was not, so they didn't vote him. In, which, That's just ridiculous. Yeah, I don't think that it should be decided on popularity. I think it's totally justifiable in... Sh- they should to take steroids into account. I think they should take steroids into account. Mm-hmm. But general popularity, that's a little... And also Robert Manford, again, like this idiot of a commissioner of baseball, basically just said, oh, disregard the fact that Ortiz took steroids, even though I haven't been letting in Clemens and Bonds for the last 10 years solely because they took steroids. Completely inconsistent and yeah, Why is he saying that about Ortiz specifically? No, I feel like... No, I do want to clarify that. It isn't really like known beyond any doubt that Ortiz took steroids. There was a there was a test of like at least a hundred players tested positive in 2003. Ortiz was one of them, but apparently like the MLB Players Association disputed about thirteen of those hundred, and Ortiz might have been one of the thirteen. There doesn't seem to be any I mean, evidence, you can kind any of concrete tell. evidence that he was one of the thirteen disputed. And even if he was, you can kind of tell it doesn't from the necessarily way. mean that he didn't. He wasn't. You gotta tell from steroids. the way players played that if they were taking steroids or not. I mean, Bonds technically, I don't think ever tested positive. No, I, I'm pretty sure Bonds, Clemens, Ortiz, and A. Rod, Ian Manny, Ramirez were all in that 03. They yeah. all tested positive. Okay, but like even yeah. without testing positive, sometimes you can just tell. Okay, yeah, that guy compared well, to what they've been doing before and what I they're think doing yeah, now. That's, Bond, I, no, that's. I don't think you can really do that. I don't think you can say this guy like Bonds. You know, was a solid player on the Pirates no. for a while before getting great on the Giants. I don't think that that or is evidence that he used steroids. Same with Ortiz. I think if it's like, oh, there's this drastic change, what happened? He tests positive for PEDs. Yeah. Okay, that's what no, happened. Yeah, I agree, yeah. I agree yeah. with Dom there, since I think Ivan Rodriguez is a guy, there's a lot of suspicion about him. He was in Jose Canseco's book, but there's no concrete evidence he did anything. Yeah. He was landed into the Hall of Fame. That's fine with me. There was no concrete evidence that he cheated. With Ortiz, there is some concrete evidence, being yeah. in the Mitchell report in 2003. So, Which was the same report that Bonds was in. So, like, this is just ridiculous. Yeah, I disagree Bonds... with Greg's claim that we shouldn't look at, like, how their careers went and stuff. Ortiz pretty clearly had a major spike in 2003, which, in my I, opinion, is when he start, probably started no, using but steroids. but, like, you can't say that for sure. People get good all the time. You know, we see it. No, yeah, I, I'm saying you can't yeah, just but, say, oh, he is definitely taking steroids. But you got to give some credit to guys like Bonds and A-Rod, who were all at superstars from a very young age. And also, here's the thing. This there was, was... There's no moment at which you could say, all right, I bet they took steroids here, then they started getting good. A-Rod was a superstar, yeah. number one overall draft pick from, you know, basically, like, high school. Yeah, this is the other thing. Alex Rodriguez got like 36% or something ridiculous. Which is a bit lower than Bonds and Clemens started at. However, everyone everyone keeps... I keep hearing people trying to say that A-Rod's probably not going to go up since like only like... I feel like what they they seem to be presuming is that no one would ever vote for A-Rod who didn't vote for Bonds and Clemens. And I disagree with that completely. Yeah, I mean, I think for some reason, A-Rod is like the most hated steroid user in all of baseball. When really he was... He was one of the only ones who actually admitted he took steroids. So, like, I don't know why he's so yeah, much and, more Yeah, and I hated. think that there's kind, of a, there's kind of two reasons not to vote for steroids. There's kind of, like, a moral 
you know, objection to it, and then there's an objection that the guy wouldn't have been in the Hall of Fame without the steroids. And I think that we're kind of seeing a lot of hypocrisy with the moral side of this argument, yeah. Yeah. given the fact yeah. that um, Ortiz gets in, he probably did it. Maybe he didn't, but the odds seem very, very high, like in the 90%, in the 90s, in percentage, at least they did it, and he's never admitted to it. He gets in, and then some people will say, oh, we're really sure sure that Bonds and Clemens did it. No one says, everyone's like 99.99% sure they did it. But the thing is, A-Rod admitted to it. So in my opinion, Ortiz and A-Rod, from a moral perspective, are kind of even. Yeah. yeah. Also, A-Rod... If you I come out and admit to it, I don't, I'm not going to like give you credit for admitting to it, Now and now I know you're a steroid user, but I'm not going to blame you for coming out and telling the truth instead of Ortiz probably just continuing to lie I think it. it comes down to what people are using as their justification for putting Ortiz in and A-Rod, Bonds, and Clemens out. I think they're using that more argument that you talked about, which is absolutely absurd. Because, because I mean, yeah. A-Rod actually admitted. He's yeah. like, yeah, I was wrong. I took steroids. Like, yeah. that was wrong. And also, me. they all use steroids. So how is Ortiz morally justifiable to be in the Hall of Fame when he was a steroid user, but Bonds isn't. I mean, and holding from, out to the small yeah. hope that Ortiz didn't do it, I mean, you're just incentivizing people to like, lie no. about no, yeah, no, using no. Anyone who voted Ortiz in didn't do it because they said he didn't do it. They didn't... Oh, or yeah. no, didn't... Yeah, like... I mean, Rob they, Manford essentially told them, yeah, don't, like, disregard that. Yeah, yeah disregard but don't, it. But don't Why disregard A-Rod. He didn't give any, like, no. reason to... But I don't think they're really making a case reason. that he didn't use steroids. I think they're just saying, like, we're going to disregard it because, like, we like him. Yeah, and that's pretty because much he's popular stuff. among so, the media. Well, I think that, that kind of underlies the argument. I yeah. think, like, like yeah. everything that... But, like, like I think... You this know, year, the it. Hall of Fame voting, how, how it went this year, is really, in my opinion, starting what I think, you know, maybe five, ten years from now, will become a completely nonsensical, illegitimate Hall of Fame that can't be taken seriously. Yeah, That's I the mean, direction we're heading. I mean, some, some voters, you know, publicly said who they voted for, and there was just one guy who basically, he was a writer for Philadelphia, and he just basically voted for, like, Jimmy Rollins, uh, Ryan Howard, like, all these Phillies, and that was it. Literally because he was a Phillies fan. Yeah. Like, this is just ridiculous. I mean, we're like, just we're just blaming, like, these 400 baseball writers of America who are, like, the objective truth of who is good and who's not. When really they're just, like, fans like us and media people who like people who are popular among the media. Like, yeah. and why, then, why and, should we trust these people so much? Why are we relying on these people so much to say, all right, yeah. you are definitely a Hall of Famer. You are not. Yeah. Like, objectively. Yeah, I mean, they, that just seems kind of ridiculous. The Hall, of, the current Hall of Fame voting committee of baseball writers needs to be absolutely obliterated because they've proven themselves to be incompetent. Yeah, I year. mean, this is just ridiculous. Yeah. And it, also, also, I mean, David Ortiz, as good as he was, I'm sorry, but Alex Rodriguez was 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 better. I mean, he by was... By a lot. Uh, he, yeah. I don't think... I don't think steroids helps you get 300 career stolen bases or become a really good defensive shortstop. I mean, yeah. he, he was kind of, I mean, he was the reason we have these big time, you know, superstar shortstops. Now, he was the first one of those type of Lindor to tease guys. It was yeah. Alex Rodriguez on the Mariners before he took steroids, yeah. being really good, stealing bases, really good defensively, really good offensively. I mean, before he even took steroids, I think he was just way better than David Ortiz, and I think it's ridiculous also, that he's yeah. not in the Hall of Fame. I, I personally believe that Aaron only took steroids from, like, 01 through 03, and then again from uh, 2010 through 2012. Even if you don't believe that and believe he maybe took steroids his whole career, then he still probably would have been a Hall of Famer. Since he was an elite player with the Mariners, 
Then he was like an even more elite player with the Rangers, hitting ridiculous numbers of homers. And then he was also an elite player for the Yankees. And again, I don't think steroids help you get 300 yeah. career stolen bases. Just yeah, like I don't he think was they help. All-around great player. Everyone knew from it to start. This guy's a special five-tool guy. Same with Bonds. Bonds had 500 exactly. career stolen bases. He was really good defensively. Uh-huh. He had a cannon of an arm. Like uh-huh. I mean, Bonds was really yeah. not just oh I'm good because of steroids. Ortiz was was probably not that, but I think Ortiz was the most of all these guys. I'm good uh, because of steroids. I wanna even I think even that's a bit unfair to kinda analyze like what they would have been without steroids. But just the basic thing is they both use steroids as in terms of Bonds, Arod and Ortiz. But Bonds and Arod were some of the best players in baseball history. Yeah. Just like not taking into account steroids, whereas Ortiz was not. And I think so, we have to mention that the former commissioner of baseball before Robert Manford, said when Sosa and McGuire, basically the steroid era was going on, he realized this was a problem, but he didn't do anything about it because, okay, these guys are playing really well. They're drawing fans. It's making money for the game of baseball. So he's going to look the other way. Pretty shady of him. But then when it's time for them to go into the Hall of Fame, he basically says, oh, no, don't vote for them. They cheated. Well, you're the one who let them cheat. So that's yeah. just that's just ridiculous. Yeah. I, I mean... mean- that's like, don't do not do that. Don't just say, oh, you can use steroids for entertainment so I can get more money. Yeah. But when it's time for you to go into Hall of Fame, I'm going to like make A-Rod one of the most hated players in baseball, even though I let him take steroids so baseball could make yeah. more money. And I, I think we're going to continue to see kind of some moral controversies regarding the Hall of Fame going forward, which is why these voters, the baseball writers committee needs to be wiped out. Because what happens when, say... The, the much bigger cheers of this century, mm-hmm. the 2017 Astros. What happens when they're getting into the Hall of Fame? Well, I, I think I, no 2017 Astros hitter can be in the Hall of Fame. I don't so think Altuve, any of them. Bregman, yeah. Carlos Correa, regardless of what they do, if going forward they have, since I think, well, one, their statistics are Or maybe that great. if you're talking about a moral standpoint, maybe even like anyone on their team. Pitchers. Uh, no, they I mean, didn't. The pitchers didn't cheat. Like, yeah, but they also, were in on it. They were like, yeah, go ahead, cheat. I mean, like, if you're a pitcher on a team and the team's cheating, you're not going to, like, call out your whole team. I think that's a bit ridiculous. But like, I don't know. Yeah. This this is you way think worse just, than taking You don't taking think Justin Verlander is a Hall of Famer? No. Because he, he basically. I don't agree with that. I feel like you can't really say. Like, he what was he supposed to do? I mean, he was supposed to say, hey, my, my teammates are cheating. Like, I, no, you know. he's not going to do that. I th- that's going too far. All right. All right. Maybe, but, that, is, maybe but, that is going too far. I don't care if Altuve has like 10 MVP seasons in the next <laughs> 10 years. He can't be a Hall of Famer because the. the Doing Astros what the Astros did cheating. is way worse yeah. than taking stars. And we've talked about this before how the Astros cheating scandal is just so much worse than the steroids. Steroids is just a few players scattered throughout every team all across the league getting better. also, you have to remember, the steroid era, everyone was taking them. It wasn't illegal. Yeah, I feel like a misconception among, like, fans of baseball is that, you know, oh, like, you know, there's a certain number of positive tests. Like, in 2003, at one moment in time, there were 100 positive tests. Oh, I bet, like, you know, there were maybe, like, some of those guys might not have been doing it. And they kind of, and maybe that's true, but there's way more guys who get away with it than guys who are false. And also, when the, when the steroid era first started, it wasn't even illegal. It was made illegal because they realized, yeah. oh, all these people are taking roids. And when it was made legal, again, the commissioner of baseball basically said, I'm going to look the other way so that baseball can make yeah. more money. So, I mean, and then not let them go into the Hall of Fame. That's that's a good point that Mark made. We're like, out of 750 baseball players, if 100 of them get caught using steroids, that means it's probably like 300, yeah, 400. Think of all the guys steroids. in bi- the biogenesis A Rod scandal who never tested positive, including A Rod, and yet, you know, did use steroids and admitted to it. I mean, think of like. Yeah, how many- I, I, I always laugh when a guy like, you know, D Gordon says, like, oh, you, know, you guys are like, everyone just kind of forgets about how many positive tests I've. I mean, like, how many times I've passed a test before this one field. You, know, you probably were taking steroids before, like, you know. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. you don't really I'm, know guys who's get been away taking with it steroids. All the time. And who hasn't. So, I mean, a lot of guys were taking steroids so in the late re- 90s and early 2000s. I think it's a lot. outrageously ridiculous yeah. that you can just say, like, all these people, you made, you made it such a big deal the last several years of Hall of Fame voting. You made it such a big deal that people about steroids and stuff. And then when Ortiz comes along, oh, just yeah, disregard that. I mean, that's just, it's inconsistent it's, it's, and it's The stupid. inconsistency where Ortiz gets in using steroids and these other guys didn't, that's where it's just completely nonsense. I mean, these so baseball Harvard, writers of America are idiots yeah. and they should be wiped out and <laughs> stop voting for the Hall of Fame. Yeah. They clearly do not know anything. They're arbitrary They're and they're stupid. I mean, they I just, bet they know stuff. They're just, they'd rather vote for who they want to get in than who actually should. They're, they know how to vote well. They just aren't interested in it. I mean, it would so. be like if I was a baseball writer and I just, you know, all right, I'm going to vote for, you know, three Yankees and no one else because I'm a Yankees fan. That's basically what these people are doing. That's what some of them are doing. And then others are just kind of like, this guy was popular. Oh, oh everyone hates A-Rod, so I won't vote for him, but I'll vote for Ortiz and yeah. Bonds or whatever. Like, it's the same. Like, you can't be inconsistent. Is, this, is the Hall of yeah. Fame a popularity contest or a measure of like, how great players If work? you're going to be a writer, you can't abuse, uh, abuse your power. You have to be consistent. Like, all right, if you don't want anyone who's taking drugs going to the Hall of Fame, I'm fine with that. But at least be consistent with it. Don't say, I don't want anyone except for Ortiz. No, you have to be completely consistent. Yeah, the way it is now where Ortiz gets in, Bonds doesn't, Aira doesn't, that's just completely illogical. There's inconsistent. No These people are abusing their power. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, we just got a bit of time left here. Um, I just got to make a general statement. I think that people obsess too much over steroids in baseball. And I think one way you can look at this is that in football, it definitely appears that no one cares about steroids. There are players who in football who have been proven to take steroids and will probably still make the Hall of Fame, like Antonio Gates. He's almost certainly going to be a Hall of Famer. I, everything I've read kind of indicates that's a certainty, even though he was proven to have taken steroids. So I just think that kind of as a final thought, baseball needs to stop obsessing so much over steroids. And if you are, be consistent about it. Yeah. So that's going to be it for today until bases as we're out of time, but... We'll be back again soon. We'll start doing this every week from now on. So tune in again soon to Total Bases here on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM.